Welcome to Heart Health Radio with board-certified cardiologist and internal medicine specialist, Dr. Franklin Weefall. Heart Health Radio, Heart Health Radio, oh, 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 hearthealthradio.com, Heart Health Radio. Heart Health Radio is meant for information purposes only. Before taking any action, talk to your doctor. This is Heart Health Radio. I am Dave Alexander. I'm so glad that you are tuned into this radio station at this very moment. A big show today. Yeah, I mean, can, can anything else happen this year? I mean, think yeah. about it. 2020 is going to go down. Yep. is one of the most amazing years in American history. And we've got an election coming up, which always always makes it amazing. Well, but this is going to be stressful. You know, it's the riots, it's the virus, it's the space stuff, it's mm-hmm. Trump now getting sick with the COVID. President and First Lady have COVID. They have tested positive. Correct me for my vocabulary. They've tested positive for the coronavirus. Right. Right. Is COVID the cause of the coronavirus or the other way around? Uh, so COVID-19 is the novel coronavirus. So coronaviruses have been around for eons. Uh-huh. They're just common cold viruses. Right. And now there was a, another strain uh, from bats or, mm-hmm. if you believe, certain people created in a lab in Wuhan, China, um, that is much more potent at activating our immune system to produce what's called the cytokine storm. Right. So you can get a cytokine storm from a regular coronavirus, but it's not that bad. And mm-hmm. you get a cough, and that's what it is. I mean, when you get a cough from a cold, if you get a runny nose, it's the cytokines overreacting and producing mucus and inflammation mm-hmm. and fever. This one goes too far. I mean, way too far. Yeah. It unwelcome cytokine storm. So all of what we've tried to do is prevent the virus from replicating or producing itself. And now the focus has been on the cytokine storm. So we've got all these med- – that's, that's what hydroxychloroquine was for. It wasn't mm-hmm. to kill the virus, although there was some evidence it did reduce the viral replication. But it was reduced that – that inflammation. So that's, you know, the drug was used against um, uh, rheumatoid arthritis. That's how they thought to use it. Yeah. Well, now they have all these other medicines that are trying to reduce inflammation. And it's we're seeing now two of them, okay, mm-hmm. are things we've had for 50 years. One is solumet, I mean, Medraw, which is prednisone. It, it, we all take, if you, get, if you get poison ivy, that's the cytokine storm. In yeah. your hand. Yeah. So you take the prednisone and it gets rid of it. Well, now we know that the prednisone will help prevent you from getting real sick. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's it's not a billion-dollar drug. Right. And then Pepsid. Yeah. You know, Pepsid. And this is something that we take. I take Pepsid complete all the time because I've got a sour stomach. But it seems to reduce inflammation. It reduces the cytokine storm. Right. So they've got Trump on on that. It's amazing. He okay. announced all the drugs he's on. And there's something else. Yeah. You talked to us several months ago. This is the important thing. About, what, what is it called? Monoclonal antibodies. And right. They announced that Trump got it, and it's not even approved yet, because they know it works. They, they've already looked at the studies. Let's listen to Dr. Weefald from a broadcast of Heart Health 
months ago. May 17th. There's some amazing things now called monoclonal antibodies. And we've talked about this before. You can create a human antibody in a Petri dish. It was developed, and I happened to be one of the students for a guy, one of the guys who developed, we talked about this before, Nick Cowan. It's a drug now. Monoclonal antibodies are the drugs that are like Humira. You've probably heard of that, that are used in rheumatoid arthritis. They block the proteins that overproduce inflammation. So they're using these rheumatoid arthritis drugs in COVID patients who are very sick because the virus doesn't kill you. It induces your own body to kill you by overinflaming. So that was May 16th on this radio program, Heart Health Radio. You were talking about monoclonal antibodies. Now, what are they? Real quick. I mean, it's a, an antibody is a Y-shaped protein. It binds to a virus. It binds to a protein and blocks the function. So this thing called the spike protein. Well, they developed a virus, I mean, an antibody, because they took a human one and analyzed it and said, let's, let's mass produce this antibody. And there's a technique that was developed. And mm-hmm. It's Chinese hamster cells, ovary hamster cells. Oh, please. I just, you got to know oh, this. Please. C-H-O. Anyway, so these cells <laughs> produce billions of copies of this one antibody. Well, this company, Regeneron, did the study. They're about, they announced it. It works. <laughs> so they did the study on people like President Trump. Yes. Asymptomatic or mildly symptomatic. They gave them an infusion of these preformed antibodies and they didn't get sicker. Yeah. So immediately when Trump was tested positive and apparently his main symptom is fatigue, might have a little runniness in his nose, that's it. So right. they boom. In the White House, they rushed over Regeneron. You imagine these executives sure. going nuts because what happened to the stock price? Whoosh! Went way up as soon as they knew Trump got it. Yeah. Anyway, so they infused that in him. And by that, I mean they put it in his IV and they, they dripped it into him. And then they gave him this medication. And what it does is it's a little Y-shaped protein that's mm-hmm. a blocker of the spike protein. And the spike protein on the coronavirus sticks out like the like the spokes on a crown mm-hmm. and it attaches to your schnoz and the ACE uh, uh, receptor. The Bends spiky things physically attached to your schnoz. To your, the receptor in your schnoz okay. and then in your lungs and then everywhere else. So this antibody blocks that protein. Now, Regeneron was smart. Yeah. They came up with two different antibodies that both blocked the spike, one from one guy and one from another guy, slightly different, yeah. blocked it in a different way, and they put it together. So this is amazing, and I think this is what we talked about, sort of these are the types of drugs that we could use. I take one. I take one for my cholesterol. Uh-huh. It blocks a certain part of the cholesterol production and 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 destruction, and it lowers my LDL cholesterol. It's a monoclonal antibody, and this is, I think, the wave of the future. I mean, imagine this. If there's mm-hmm. some common flu spike or yeah. protein, yeah. instead of taking a vaccine, we inject ourselves with these preformed antibodies. So what Trump has got is the result of the a vaccine. He's already got the end result of the vaccine before he got the vaccine. So this is what happens. You get a vaccine and it mimics the stuff on the virus and then you form your antibodies. Okay. Right. right. Well, this is preformed antibodies. So it skips the step of the vaccine. So maybe the anti-vaxxers will take it. Who knows? 
the the whole idea is this is a whole lot faster. It's instantaneous. It's then, an instantaneous result of the vaccine without waiting two weeks for the vaccine to work. Okay. But here's we, the problem. Yeah. $300 a dose. Not concerned. Maybe $3,000 a dose. I am not concerned and about that at gonna all. going to pay for it. U.S. government has already said they're going to pay for it. Remember his war on COVID? What was that called? Ah, oh, he had some term for it. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, $300 billion went into this. And right. They knew it back when I knew it, and they said this may work, and boom, they did it. Where we sit right now is that the president is at Walter Reed Medical Center. If you are listening to this broadcast on a station other than WPTF, in other words, if you're listening on Goldsboro's Greatest Hits or the Truth Network or uh, at the uh, Talk 96.3 and 103.7, we may be a uh, week late on this. He may have been discharged by then. We're hoping things just work out well. I think he's going to do fine. And, you know, we were watching the press conference of the doctors. Yeah. There's like 10 of them. So my, my <laughs> daughter, Eleanor, texted me, if he's not sick, why does he have 10 doctors? No. Well, here's the answer. Is yeah. that that's what medicine has become. So you remember on the beginning of the show, it's Dr. Weefall, board-certified cardiologist, internal medicine specialist. Right. So internal medicine is what we all do to learn all about the body, head, you know, brain, neurology, yeah. everything. And then we specialize. And right. go into lungs or hearts. Well, now you go into hearts, and then you go to electricity of the hearts, yeah, and then yeah, you yeah. go into this part of the electricity of the heart. And these docs don't know anything else because they wanted to forget it all. Right. So he's. I'm sure Trump's got a right great toenail doctor, <laughs> and then wait, wait, wait. This other guy's good on the left toenail, so we'll get him involved too. And so this can be a problem. <laughs> too many chefs spoil the soup. Too many docs. Don't look at the whole picture. Do okay. you, do you? Let me tell you a medicine story of my own. Right. I was in I was in the hospital a couple of years ago. I had some surgery done, and you know how hospitals are. They wake you up for your sleeping pill or you know stuff, silly stuff like that. They wake you up three hours for or in the middle of the night to take your blood and the whole thing. Every now and then, somebody who I didn't know would stop by, yeah, and they would be like a Presbyterian minister. Too much eye contact, too much focus, just for that five, <laughs> five to ten seconds they're with you. They would just, so how are you doing here? How is everything? And I, finally I said, wait a minute, who are you? What is your thing? Well, one's a generalist, one's a specificist, one is a, is a surgical guy, the other one's a – and they're all coming in to visit – and pay attention to me for 30 seconds so they can sign the chart and charge my insurance 250 bucks. And here's the thing. Ask for their consult progress note. It says they <laughs> did this, 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 this. They looked at your uh, you know, your right ear and your left, and they didn't do any of that. No, no. And the no. reason why they do it is because if they got audited, if they don't have that stuff on there, they won't get paid. And that's why nobody spends time with the patient anymore because they got to spend all the time. You know, they're data entry people too now. Yeah, so the doctor himself right. has to sit there and type it in because they got rid of all the transcriptions to save money. If, anyway, back to President Trump. Yeah. So what's he on? He's on this medicine, this poly monoclonal antibody made by Regeneron. Uh-huh. He got some steroids. Okay. Right. okay. I don't know if it's prednisone or Medrol. Um, he got uh, Pepsid. Yeah. I'm talking about Pepsid. 
regular over-the-counter yeah, Pepsi. Yeah, you know, I take Pepsi Complete, you know, and everything when my stomach hurts. But why? Okay, so it's a histamine blocker in your stomach. Histamine produces acid, mm-hmm. so they block it. Well, histamine is also in the rest of your body, so an allergic reaction. The hives that you ever seen anybody with hives? Yes. Yeah, they get these big, big whelps. Yeah, <laughs> whelps. But my daughter called them whelps, like dogs. <laughs> and the whelps <laughs> are histamine based. And so they they looked and they said, "Wait a minute, why are these guys not getting sick?" And these this is an observational study. Yeah, yeah. they're all on Pepsi because they had sour stomachs. And so it made sense. They did the study: forty five percent reduction in getting worse. If you have mild disease on Pepsid. Yeah. I mean, this is stuff out of the blue. So he's on Pepsid. Uh, he's on the Regeneron. Guess what he's not on? What? Oh, he's not on hydrochloroquine? No. He's not. He's not. And uh, let, let me just tell you, yeah. if he were on it, I'd be fine. It does reduce inflammation. I think the studies actually showed it worked, but the way they interpreted him showed it didn't work. <laughs> um, and But his... The other doctor, who's the big hydroxychloroquine doctor that he quoted, yeah. is having a freak out. Well, you know, the one thing I got to tell you, if you're taking your medical advice from a New York real estate magnet, you're probably doing something wrong. Right. Okay. He's not a and, doctor. He's and, not a scientist. And if you are a New York real estate magnet turned politician, you probably should you listen to the advice of your right. doctors. And he's doing it. That's good. And he's right. doing it. Now, he's not on a ventilator. He's in the hospital. Apparently, they have a presidential suite. Yes, at, they do. At Walter Reed, uh, which used to be Bethesda Naval. They had Bethesda Naval, right. Walter Reed. They closed Walter Reed now. Right. And they all moved it to Bethesda Naval, renamed it Walter Reed. But anyway, he must be bored out of his mind. I don't know. Sitting in the hospital with nothing to do. Keep him off Twitter, please. Well, he only tweeted once. He only tweeted. I'm doing fine. (laughs) That's a good thing. All right, listen, if you want to jump in on this topic or any of the topics we're talking about, or if you've got a medical concern, please do call 919-860-9783. Excuse me, 919-860-9783. And everybody around me, as my throat just went to gravelly, just just looked at me crooked. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I did the PCR test okay. on Dave Alexander. He's we, negative. We are going to talk about my COVID story coming up in a moment. We're also going to play something called I Am Dave's Drug, which is an explanation of one of the drugs I'm on. If you're drinking juice instead of sugary soda drinks, we have information for you on this show, Heart Health Radio on the Heart Health Radio Network. Sometimes you just have to say it. You ought to be ashamed. Ashamed of yourself. You know, we've lost that in our culture. Uh, Yeah, shame doesn't work anymore. It doesn't. Well, because shame becomes fame instead, right? (laughs) I mean, you do something terrible, now you're going to get a radio show. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to. You don't have to do something lousy to get a radio show. We found found out that you can just get a radio show. Yeah. All what right. the heck? This is Heart Health Radio. Dr. Franklin Weefald, right over there. I'm Dave Alexander, and we are doing the shame segment. Who are we uh, well, calling it, out today? Uh, Obama and the Bidens wished President Trump well in a heartfelt thing. Yeah. But what's happening is is just shameful. And it's the Democrats. And I'm worried that these are really the people who are going to be behind Biden. But, I mean, they're saying stuff like, you know, Obama's former aide, I 
I morally shouldn't say this, but I wish he'd die. Oh my. And then another one is comparing him to serial killer, blaming him for everything. I want to make sure you all understand that I think the Trump administration made a big mistake. And the reason why they were maskless is because they had a false sense of security mm-hmm. based on their test. You mm-hmm. could not walk into the White House every morning, mm-hmm. including the president, without getting a test. Now, what was the test? It wasn't the accurate one. It wasn't the PCR of the DNA of the RNA, the genetic material of the virus. That takes a couple hours to do. It was the instant test, the five-minute test, where they rub your schnoz and they look for what's called an antigen. That's the spike protein. Mm-hmm. Notoriously um, uh, false negatives, uh, probably 40% to 30% false negative. But they were relying on that test to say it's safe for you to come in. We can hug. We don't need to use a mask. Yeah. And what I'm surprised is it hasn't happened earlier. Okay, remember in March how horrible it was? Right. The reason why is it hadn't spread to the general population, and we didn't have therapeutics and the viral loads. And this is the other thing. They think that this, and I wasn't a big fan of this, but the lower the amount of virus you get mm-hmm. in that initial schnoz intake mm-hmm. was indicative of a milder disease because you could fight it off a little better and reduce the, the amount of virus. Yeah. So – it's shameful that they are now trying to turn this into a political ploy. And the worst thing I saw was some of the Democrats saying, I don't believe he has COVID, that he's faking it in order to get sympathy. Okay? This is the problem in the Twitter age. Okay? Anybody can say anything they want, mm-hmm. and it gets retweeted and retweeted and retweeted. Right. So – I think all of us, whether we are Trump supporters or whether we are Biden supporters, we should not wish our enemies, political enemies, who are our fellow countrymen. Sure. And more importantly, they're human beings. Right. Never wish somebody to get sick and die. That's just shameful. You told me about the Sturgis rally weeks yeah. ago. It's yeah. a motorcycle rally, apparently yeah. in a place called Sturgis, and it's a yearly thing. Five hundred thousand people, and there was there were a lot of stories saying, "Well, this is going to be a super spreader event," and right. then it it killed many people, et cetera, et cetera. What's the latest on that? One death associated with Sturgis, really, and about a thousand cases, non deaths. So you know, here's the point. The point is, don't believe. The craziness that you hear coming out. I mean, what we try to do here is to be calm, cool, collected, and Mm -hmm. say what we know, what we suspect may be true. Um, But a lot of people have died from this. Uh, Herman Cain. Um, Right. And, you know, so here's the question. Why is President Trump, if he does well, which I suspect he will, going to do well? And a guy like Herman Cain died within two weeks. And we have genetic differences. We are not the same. And so what we have to find is a single common pathway that we can block, and we're doing it. Right now, the single common pathway is the spike protein on the outer part of the virus. Let's block that. And then cytokine storm, let's prevent that. Whether it starts from histamines and pepsid works or whether some other thing is uh, protein is involved. And you look at AIDS, okay, Dave? We've mm-hmm. got a control over AIDS. It's not cured. 
But it's like a chronic illness now. I mean, you take three pills or a cocktail a day Mm -hmm. and you don't get sick. I think that's where we're seeing viral illnesses. Um, The vaccine doesn't work for AIDS. They've tried it. Mm -hmm. Vaccines don't work for Ebola. They've tried it, although they may develop more. We have this medicine now that gives us the vaccine result that would take two weeks immediately. That's a therapeutic. We have prednisone and medrol, anti-inflammatories. It's been around for years, therapeutics. Mm -hmm. So I think the answer is going to be to lower how horrible this virus's effect is on our society is through therapeutics. And I think if you look at the current rates of infection Mm -hmm. and the current death rates, according to what I saw last night from a guy from Hopkins where I train, Mm -hmm. we are approaching the death rate for seasonal flu. So we've really got a handle on the improvements to treat this, and Mm -hmm. I think it's very exciting. And honestly, if President Trump recovers quickly based on what he's got, Mm -hmm. that's a great sign. It's a great sign for the country that we can live with this. I mean, Biden's talked about shutting down the country again if if he thinks things are bad. We can't do that. You know, suicides are up threefold. Yeah. I mean, the battered women's shelters are up. Military uh, terms, suicides are way up. Uh, it's terrible. Yeah. And so we can't shut down. We have to move forward. This is what this country is about, is about economic progress, lifting people out of poverty. Mm-hmm. That's going to stop unless we can keep going. You don't think we can do that in a quarantine? No. No. Okay. No. I've got less than a minute. I want to tell a very quick Dave Alexander story. My wife called me at work Tuesday and said, I feel lousy. I've got this it's almost laryngitis. And I knew that I needed to leave work because they don't want me there. Right. So we both had tests. Okay. This was a tough day and a half waiting for the results of the tests. You look kind of, kind of down. I was not happy. Well, I was concerned. I was also, you know, I'm thinking I don't have any symptoms at all. And I was physically and mentally sharp and bored out of my mind for a day and a half because right. I couldn't go to work. I am. COVID negative, so is she. It was just something else. Well, so we're isn't good. that a sense of relief? It's a very big sense yeah. of relief. Congratulations. This, this is Heart Health on the Heart Health Radio Network. Now back to Heart Health. Have a question for Dr. Weefall? Call 919-860-9783. Get better, stay healthy, and spot medical misinformation. On the Heart Health Radio Network, I'm Dave Alexander. This is Dr. Franklin Weefold. We need to talk about sugar. Yeah, sugar in the morning. My no, dad used to sing that. Not, uh, sugar, we talk about sugar as the enemy, okay? Yeah. Sugar is what kills you, not fat, not meat. Right. Sugar causes you to gain weight because it's turned into fat. Fat is not, the eat is not turned into fat. So I had a friend the other day, this is what think of this, saying, just drinking a whole thing of apple juice. Yeah, you know? And he said, yeah, I gave up Coca-Cola for apple juice because oh, yeah. it's natural. And I, you know, I'm going to lose weight this way. And the thing that you understand is that natural sugar is sugar. Okay, quote, unquote. Apple juice that you feed your kids, you might as well give them a Coca-Cola because there's more sugar in grape juice and apple juice, yeah. pound for pound, ounce for ounce, than there is in a Coke. Okay, so those small cans of Coke now they come out with? Yes. About 100 grams of sugar, okay? That's a lot. Um, I mean, 100 calories, I'm sorry. Okay. It's about 
seven grams of sugar in a, in a thing of uh, um, Coke that's what we normally drink, the eight ounces, there's 26 grams of sugar. So you look at the equivalent. Mm-hmm. It's more sugar. Now, that may be you know uh, a quote-unquote naturally formed sugar, but it's just as bad for you in terms of weight gain. And sugar also causes inflammation. I'd like to see – in COVID, if the people who drank sugary drinks got worse than the people who didn't. Let's see if that happens. I All don't right. know. Rose Hoban joins us from North Carolina Health News. And, Rose, I'm so glad you're here with us. Hey, Rose. I Actually, I was just listening to what you folks were saying. That's a really interesting question about, like, are people who drink sugary drinks, you know, worse off if, when and if they yeah. get COVID? That just came out of my head, so. You know, one of these things, the, the the whole idea of inflammation has been a theme on this show. Yeah. And to find out that sugar causes inflammation. Yeah. It's, I mean, I think a, it's almost as bad as the weight gain. Rose, we're now, uh, what is the update from the state in terms of, from state of North Carolina in terms of openings? Are we on three, that uh, phase we, three now? We are now on phase three. Explain uh, what that is. So, you know, the, the, the governor is taking this approach that he calls a dimmer switch, right, which is like kind of, you know, changing things a little bit. And actually, when I was in New York and I watched Andy Cuomo, they talked about um, a valve, right? So it's, it's all similar imagery where you sort of like adjusting very slowly what happens. So this phase three is that, you know, kind of throwing a bone to the bars to say, you can open up outside, but with a very limited number of people, um, you can have uh, 7% of your capacity at a stadium uh, attending, which, um, you know, like there's tons of space. I imagine that they're going to sort of, you know, have a couple football games, see how it goes, and then maybe turn the dimmer switch a little brighter so that maybe you can have 15% at a stadium, right? Yeah. Um, so it's it's just kind of going slowly. I think the biggest news is telling people that they can now go and visit their loved ones at a uh, a nursing home. That it was a separate order, but also came out this week. And um, but you know they'll allow for nursing homes to open for visits, but only in facilities where they have not had a or COVID outbreak, which, you know, makes sense, and facilities that are in counties where the rate of positive testing is below 10%. And that's most counties in the state. I'm on the interactive map now. It's only seven out of the state's uh, 100 counties where the rate of positive is at 10% or above right yeah. now. Hey, and have you heard about are like kind of rural places that where they don't have a lot of facilities? Yeah, have you heard about Springbrook and Clayton? Have you, it's um, yes, it's just terrible. Yes, it yeah, is. it's a it's a, you know, and like so, you don't want to have lots of people going in there, right? Yeah. Like, and or you don't want lots of people coming out. All right, so this is what a, a nursing home in yeah, Johnston County, and in they Johnson had County, and I mean, yeah, WRIL went to the door to talk to them about their high infection rate. They wouldn't even open the door. I don't I mean, open the bad. door to WRAL yeah, either. That's true. Rose Hoban knocks on your This is Rose Hoban. And I'd let you in as a journalist, but I wouldn't let Mike Wallace in. 
course he's dead now. But um, well, do you know much about Tom Tillis? Have you have you heard anything else? I just heard this morning that he tested positive yeah. for COVID. Yeah. Um, and what the what the sort of idea is that they're thinking is there were a lot of people at the White House last Saturday, so a week ago. Right. Because we know that this has got a long latency period. But yeah. it's a lot of people who were at the White House last Saturday for the announcement about the new Supreme Court nominee. Yeah, Barrett. Who are, who are coming up positive. Yeah, there and must have been somebody there with a schnoz full well, of virus. I mean, obviously, but what's interesting about that is that they did that ceremony outside. So everyone's saying, well, if you're outside, it's all good. You don't have to wear a mask. But if you're still shoulder to shoulder outside. Yeah. Well, you know, and Rose, this is the other thing. They were all tested with the rapid test. You could not get into the Rose Garden without doing a rapid test that day, right before. Now, the other interesting thing for me, Tom Tillis was wearing a mask. Was he? Yes. But through the whole thing? Pardon? Through the whole thing? Yes, he was. He wore a mask. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So I, I guess what I'm trying to say and what we're trying to say is all this is you can't prevent it all the time. But you can sure knock down the chance that you're going to get it. And, you know, I'm a right winger, but I believe in masks. Masks work. Masks, hand washing, yeah. you know, keeping your distance. It's interesting. We, um, we, uh, we, we subscribe to this uh, service where it's a bunch of academics write up yeah. things and we can use the content. So we, I published this thing yesterday, and it's a history of presidents disclosing or not disclosing health problems. It's fascinating, right? Uh, you know, because it, it's all through time. There's been presidents who've had health problems. There's actually a remarkable amount of disclosure around what's happening right now with President Trump. Um, but, you know, I, but like the first thing that came through, came to my mind when I heard that he was diagnosed is, you know, you know, I'm geeky. So all through the pandemic, I've been reading things like The Great Influenza. I'm reading currently a book about a smallpox epidemic that raged at the time of the Revolutionary War. Um, I've read a book called Spillover. I've read all these books about, you know, transmissible diseases. Yeah. And what's very clear is that viruses are democratic with a small D. (laughs) Like, they don't care who you are. They will get you. If you provide an opening. And so, you know, like that's the whole thing about not providing the opening. So like you say, uh, Dr. Weefall, you know, like wearing a mask, washing your hands. I think that goes a really long way toward preventing you from getting this thing. Rose, thank you very much. Have a great day, week. We'll see you next week. Have a great week. We'll we'll chat next week. All right, bye. There is the website, NorthCarolinaHealthNews.org, and I want you to go there if you're at all interested in anything to do with COVID or, you know, health news in North Carolina. Our telephone number is 919-860-9783. And Ann, who is outside Sanford, North Carolina. Hey, Ann. What's up? How are you? Program so much. Thank you. And I want you to talk about the elderberry. Elderberry, yes. yes. I take elderberry twice a day, and uh, I take the gummies. Do you, do you do you take it in? Do you eat it? Out there, Andy, you still there? Yeah, yeah it's yeah. the big yeah. 
I take elderberry twice a day. And the reason is there's a lot of evidence. Of course, it's not the evidence that Dr. Fauci would like to hear, although he takes some things that aren't. He takes vitamin C. That's not proven. He takes zinc. Elderberry is an immune booster. Yeah. And I'm not sure. I don't think anybody knows how it exactly works. Um, It is a natural compound. It's sweet. Right. It's purple, you know. Okay. You, you expect it to taste like a grape, and it doesn't. It's, it's got not. its own particular flavor. Right. And there is some anecdotal and some evidence that it, it boosts your immune system and prevents colds. Now, there's no evidence that it helps against COVID. Um, but I do it just because it doesn't hurt. Right. And you want to know something? What? I haven't had a cold in three years. Well, good so, for you. Does that mean it's not the vitamin C I take? Not does it the zinc? So I recommend stuff like this because number one, it gives you a sense of security. Right. Um, you're maybe not going to get another cold, but number two, it doesn't hurt you. Yeah. Okay. Now, I'm not saying to eat 50 elderberry uh, gummies a day. No, I don't know do what not. that will do. No. But I take one in the morning, one in the evening, and. You know, this is not proof, but I haven't had a cold in three years. Well, here's the thing, and Anne is gone, but let me just explain that there are times when people will get something that is advertised as good for this. In fact, at the health stores and even Walmart, the aisle says bone health, okay? (laughs) Bone head or bone health? Bone health health or... (laughs) Uh, support your right. immune system, right? And then they say, one pill's good. Well, five a day right. must be great. Right. If you're going to do that, yeah, okay, if, and I'm not recommending, no, no. read the daily dose that's recommended and don't take more. Right. Now, I didn't believe in uh, prostate supplements, okay? Um, and I started to get a little benign prosthetic hypertrophy, you know, the symptoms that they talk about, having to go to the bathroom a lot, waking okay. up more at night. All right. And saw palmetto is, I don't know, it's a herb or a herb or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> and I started taking it. Yeah. And um, I took the average daily dose. Well, I was not <laughs> peeing as much as night. <laughs> okay. Well, guess what I did? What? I ran out of it. Yeah, and? Okay, so a week later, I got some more. And during that week, now this may have been psychological. Sure it was. I I had more (laughs) symptoms. And so I started taking it back, and I'm doing great. So, again, there are things that I'm not recommending, but I'm telling you that you don't want to take – I take two of these capsules, and anecdotally – Yeah, go easy. helping me. Yeah, go easy on it. Uh, Ray in Nashville, uh, you're on the radio. Thank you for calling Heart Health Radio. How y'all doing? Good. Good. How are you? <laughs> Good. I don't know. I don't know if you remember me. I was one called to trying to figure out why I can't get sick. Well, yeah. So how yeah. are you doing? <laughs> I'm the. Well, I'm the one that evidently I have that condition. So my dad is Native American. My mom's English. Um, uh, I, I it just don't work. I just can't. I can't get it. My everybody, six of us in the house. My grandson has flu. Well, everybody in the house has flu, but me naturally. And uh, grandson, I was yawning. And grandson came and coughed and sneezed both two different times. I felt it in the back of my throat and I told my wife. I said, "Well, if I'm going to get sick, I should be able to do it this time." And that didn't work. I still didn't get sick. But do you uh, never get the flu or the cold? No, nah, he never does. Wow. I'm 57. Now. I'll be 58 in January, so 
Well, you just, did you just call Ray to to brag about your inability to get sick, or do you have a question for the doctor? Because we'll keep you no matter what. Well, uh, I, maybe you could. Uh, I, we're just curious about this. Six of us in the house. One of uh, the two grandkids. One of them, three years old, got Kawasaki disease, and the mother lives with us. She uh, she found out she because we gave blood found out that she has uh the antibodies for the virus she worked the old folks home for a little bit and uh and she's getting ready to finish her rn license nobody in the whole household ever been sick neither did the little girl with kawasaki disease nobody's ever got corona nothing and i listened to the news it just sounds like yeah supposed to have corona okay and uh ray you've got Ray, I got to stop you just there because we've got other callers ringing in. I just want to get the doctor to to talk about the idea that you've got groups of people in a family. Nobody's gotten sick from a cold, from the flu, from anything. Okay, so hang on, Ray. Could be environmental in that your house is really nice and clean. Yes. Or genetic. I mean, if these people are related, right? They are related. Um, he says that there's Native American in some of their the, yeah. the ancestry. Yeah. And so um, I think that it's probably more common than we think. And and hygiene could be one. And, right. You know, nature versus nurture. Right, right. And it could be both. But it, the other thing it could be is that when they were young kids, they played in the dirt. Okay. Now, we talked about this. Yeah, play in the dirt. Yeah. Because – Natural immunity to pathogens is cross-reactive. There are some people who got coronavirus cold who turned out to be immune to the novel coronavirus. So there's cross-reactivity. There's individual variation. Play in the dirt. Keep your house relatively clean. (laughs) When there's a pandemic, you know, uh, use disinfectants. And then pick the right parents. I think that genetics plays a big role in staying healthy. All right, we started a show saying, yeah, we'd really like to have some phone calls today. 919-860-9783. We've never had uh, four people waiting, but that's where we are now. Uh, So we're going to pick up with you. Ray from Nashville, thank you very much. I appreciate you being on the show. Uh, Sharon and Catherine and now Howard, hang on, everybody. We're going to get you on Heart Health Radio. Every now and then, you just got to shout out somebody. This week's uh, shout out is just my wife, who suffered through two three things this week. One was some sort of infection that just got, went nuts, and she she felt lousy. She still did some telecommute work. She works from home, and she did that work. Also, she put up with me for a day and a half, and I was pacing back and forth waiting for a COVID test, which for both of us was. Negative. Negatory. I got the the honor of sticking that probe up your nose. It was awesome. You know, I just want everybody to know, if you're you're in a situation you need that test, it is not as bad as some people indicate. I felt the sensation that you feel when you've got a big sneeze coming on, but it was like a three-second sensation. You just feel like something's in there and you got to get it out. In this case, it was a stick and a Q-tip, a big, long Q-tip, and the other end was Dr. Weefault. Sharon in Raleigh, you are on Heart Health Radio. How you doing? 
I'm doing well. Thank you. Yeah, what's up? Well, we were talking about comorbidities. So I was going to ask things like ear creases, bags under the eyes, swollen ankles or fingers. Sometimes we don't always look at those outside. uh, Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. As as problems with with, uh, as a comorbidity. Can you give us any ideas what causes that ear? We don't. We don't know. We don't know why people with, like, for example, heart disease. Um, when I was a intern and resident at Johns Hopkins, that was taught mm-hmm. the earlobe crease. Then it fell out of now, of of favor, and now it's come back. And you know what it's called? Mm. The Frank's sign. Believe it or not, it's called the Frank sign. And <laughs> I don't know why. I didn't make it up. But it's the horizontal crease. <laughs> so next time you're in a crowd, yeah. And look at the earlobes, a plain, smooth earlobe versus one that's got a crease right where uh, the cartilage on the bottom is. Yeah. That's associated with heart disease and stroke. All right. I'm taking my uh, earphone off. uh, Almost. It's not. It's called a horizontal crease. Yours comes down slightly. Okay. The Frank sign. And that is a really interesting (laughs) thing because people who have that horizontal crease – have a higher incidence of developing heart disease. Now, why that is, I don't know, uh, but it is. And then you, you wanted to know about the, the so, eyes. Well, what about yeah, the eyes? Does that, if you have both, does that start to make... You mean the baggy eyes or creasy eyes? Well, no, like the bags under the eyes. Yeah, I got real bad well, bags under the eyes. Yeah, so yeah. is that just not getting enough sleep? or does that I think that's more? mostly sleep. People don't realize there is a connection between your nose and your eyeball. Did you know that? It's called the lac- nasolacrimal duct. If you have sleep apnea yeah. and that pressure is in there, yeah. it builds up, and that's why you don't have good sleep. You can get puffy eyes underneath. Did not know that. Yeah. Well, you learn everything on this show. Yeah, so, and you're absolutely right. Um, these signs can be helpful. The problem now is doctors don't look at you. They look at your, their computer yeah. while you're in the room. All right. so Sharon, you, thank you. Yeah. It sounds like a question you would ask of a more senior medical expert, right? Right. Uh, when you bring in my – I bring in my old Jeep. I always ask for the oldest mechanic right. in the place. Right. I right. say, I want somebody looking at – you know, who's got some experience. Experience. Catherine and Raleigh, thank you for calling. How are you today? Hey, I'm good. My question is about the children going back to school. I'm all for them going back to school. I have middle schoolers and high schoolers at this point. I politically definitely am on the right side of things, but I feel like they should be able to get back to school. And from a health point of view... Catherine, we play this game almost every week. Masks, no masks, doctor. Masks. Uh, school, no school. School. Now, I'm going to do a quick shout-out to my daughter, Emily. She goes to Cardinal Gibbons High School, and they've done it right, okay? They have done it right. We get an, uh, an update on the computer. They've had seven positives. They, they quarantined them. Uh, they let us know who they were. They're doing contract, uh, contract, contact tracing. <laughs> and my daughter <laughs> is, is in class for three days a week, and she does tele- Two days a week. I think they could go full time. And they're wearing masks in the hallways. They're, they're, they've separated the desks. Now, is it going to be 100% preventive? No. Kids have had really bad uh, outcomes from COVID, but it's rare. 
It's it's right. much higher if you're 80, if you're 70, if mm-hmm. you're overweight, if mm-hmm. you've got diabetes. That's the inflammation thing. Kids so, need to go to school. Yes, and thank you for saying that. My other question about that is, can they just get it and get over it? And if you don't have an elderly person in your home... Can they? Can you have a COVID party, have everybody come over and get it? Like... Yeah. Like moms and dads used to do with chicken pox. Yeah, I wouldn't do that well, if I were you. In other words, we had chicken pox parties where you get everybody with chicken pox because then they're, not, they're immune to it. Is that the idea? Yeah, that's the yeah. question. So should we have a COVID party where everybody comes over and gets it and right. then is immune? I don't think so. And the reason is you have so many people who are going to get it who are asymptomatic and then they persist – in having the infection. So someone in my office who got it, he works for me, why wouldn't let her back in until she tested positive with the nasal PCR test? Tested? F- Negative. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's right. Four weeks yeah. he was positive. Wow. So uh, this is a different thing. And, and the problem is you never know when you're going to brush by that old person. And I don't mean old in a pejorative sense. I'm old. Yeah, me. Um, uh, or that vulnerable person. So... I think the party that we should have yeah. is the yeah. vaccine party yeah. or the Regeneron monoclonal antibody party. When it comes out. Yes. All right. We're going to pick up with Howard. Howard, listen, there's no time to talk about the thing that you wanted to talk about. But I want you to come back on next week's show. And sure. Howard, what I want to do is I want to put you on hold and have the producer of the program – Get your contact information. And we'll call you. And we are going to call you, and you will be the first caller next week. Are we out of time? Yeah, yes, we are. Dang. Yeah, I know. We've, we, we're amazed when the end of the show comes up because it seems like such a short period yeah, of time. We just been on. We didn't have time to talk about my drugs. Uh, we didn't have time to talk about a lot of things, but we've got lots of time next week. Tune in next week. This is called Heart Health Radio on the Heart Health Radio Network. Heart Health Radio is for information purposes only. Before taking any action, consult your doctor.